Well, hello, everybody, again, and welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. My name is Jeffrey Davis. I'm the host of Radio Entrepreneurs. Just to remind you, this is only a, a sideline part-time job for me. My regular job is as CEO of Mage LLC, a management consulting firm in the Boston area. We've worked with over 700 leaders of organizations, uh, helping them to build stronger, more effective, more compelling organizations and cultures and transitions of family businesses. I don't say that enough. I probably should because people think I'm just a radio show guy, and clearly I'm not. Uh, our next guest is Christina Pascucci Ciampa, and she is founder and owner of All She Wrote Books. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jeffrey. Thank you. And you have to tell us about All She Wrote Books. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so All She Wrote Books um, started as a pop-up bookstore. So we used to go around to like different markets and different like small partner with small businesses to like ultimately create like a mobile bookstore inside of their spaces. And we did that for uh, about a year. And then in uh, early 2020, early, I like to preface that early 2020, um, we were fortunate enough to get the opportunity to actually open our first brick and mortar. Um, which was located at Assembly Row here in Somerville. Um, we had a, you know, a great run there, unfortunately, up until uh, August of this year, where we uh, decided to part ways and ultimately due to a form of displacement, mostly indirect displacement. Um, and so, uh, and that it meant, you know, 130% in rent e increase in a, like two years. And then in addition to that, uh, over $8,000 worth of repairs to the actual space. Uh, so we actually left that space in October, October 15th of this, so this month. And uh, we are getting ready to open our new space uh, at 75 Washington Street in Somerville. So we're still in Somerville. Uh, we're still the queer feminist bookstore, the only one really in the greater Boston area and excited to potentially open up our new space very soon. Well, that's really quite exciting. Uh, used to work with a very well-known Boston bookstore many years ago, and you know, it's a it's an art form owning a bookstore, isn't it? Yeah, it's about so for us, like because we are a niche bookstore, so like our bookstore doesn't stock every single book that's out there, right? Like most general right. bookstores, especially ones that are extremely popular in the greater Boston area. I know there's many folks uh, that have their favorites, right? Uh, and there's so many amazing ones. But for us, really, it's about the curation. It's about, and, it, and to your point, it is an art. It's about curating the space in a way that reflects our mission and our values as, as a bookstore and as an organization. And that for us is really, you know, having diverse stories and voices specifically on our on our shelves and that could be anything from um an author who is writing for a young adult or it could be a, a black poet the range is wide but it's also very curated and very focused in kind of raising up those historically marginalized voices uh are there, I would assume that there are throughout the United States bookstores like you in a lot of cities. Uh, yeah, there are. But it's, so, a, but it's not a chain concept. No, it's not. 
Um, actually, it's great that you mentioned that yesterday, uh, myself and 24 other queer owned or queer bookstores were actually highlighted in the Advocate magazine, which is uh, a pretty big uh, gay magazine. In, and it's been around for over like, I think, 30 years, something to that effect. Um, so they celebrated like over like 25 of us. And so and but we're all over the country. That's the thing. So to your point, yeah, this is not not a chain thing. And each of us has our own way of how we do our curation and how we, you know, show up in our community and stuff like that. So, and I think that's what makes spaces like ours so important, but also unique compared to kind of the chains that we see and, and, you know, even some smaller ones that become chains, right? Because we've seen that evolution with some bookstores. I think of like the Strand, for example, in New York and, um, you know, some of the other ones that we know, Braunen's, I think is another one if I had to pick on a particular bookstore, but a lot of them, you know, do expand in that capacity. But for us, it's really about kind of keeping that community focus. And I think that's definitely the thing that you see with bookstores like ours, that's really super important. Um, but I also think, you know, that's what gives us our unique stamp in each of our communities, which I think is great. Well, I, I try to think about it from the other side and I was personalizing it from my own background. And uh, it must be reassuring to your customers or a validation also that they're part of the world and that they're accepted by the world to have a bookstore like yours out there. Because without that bookstore, Where's the roots, the connection to the community? You're helping to connect them to the world. Isn't that correct? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, as someone who also identifies as a queer person who really was trying to seek out stories like myself, like mine, or like similar identities and trying to figure out what that part of me was, you know, books helped me do that and helped me kind of connect and know that I wasn't alone in my feelings or in my queerness, if you will. And I think that's like the part of this that's so strong and like why spaces like ours exist is because to your point of that ability to connect and root people to not only the historical aspects of our community, but also to, you know, folks that exist in our world today that are part of the queer community or part of the BIPOC community etc. So it's all mm -hmm. of those connections and kind of, to your point, solidifying those in a way that someone can find comfort in seeing themselves in the pages of the books that we stock. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a little bit more of an emotional connection to your store than your typical store, or let's say a Barnes and Noble, nothing wrong with Barnes and Noble, but that's a, general, that's a general grocery store versus yes. a specialty food market, let's say. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. uh, Christina, I'm interested in your journey to the bookstore. Can you give us some of your background? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started, um, I was in marketing communications for over 10 years. So I worked in the corporate sector for a long time, uh, mostly in financial services and tech. Wow. Is, <laughs> yeah. Trying to, trying to write financial services uh, in a marketing manner to make it appealing can be um it's it's a talent is what i like to joke about <laughs> it's a skill 
it's a skill. Um, but you know, it ultimately gave me the ability to take skills that I, you know, transferred over into my, you know, my kind of the bookstore now. And so in 2019, I got to a point where I was in my career and I was just like, I don't know if I want to continue to do this anymore. And I, I've always known that I wanted to do something that connected me on more of a community level and not necessarily working at a nonprofit, although that is admirable and people should, you know, if that is their passion or their path in life, they should, but it wasn't something for me. I really wanted the opportunity to connect with people in a way that I loved connecting, which was talking about books, talking about topics that some can be heavy at times, but others can be like really insightful and um, interesting. And so I really wanted to create that space. The other thing for me though, too, is I I am a survivor of domestic abuse. Uh, Actually, interestingly enough, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, Um, just to shout that out there. And so for me, when I was trying to get out of that horrible relationship, I was struggling to find and for me as the as a reader, I was struggling to find stories of people that survived these, you know, horrible relationships and how they got out of them. I was part of groups, but to me, I wanted to kind of do my own learning on my own. And it was really challenging because, you know, I wasn't finding those books. I also wasn't necessarily finding books as easily with, you know, queer main characters in fiction. I was mostly finding a lot more nonfiction. And so that to me kind of like sparked kind of like an idea of like, well, why can't a bookstore exist where these books can be available or easily available? Because one of the things in the publishing industry that has been known, and it's definitely out there, um, if you were to Google it, is the aspect of, you know, in the last few years, we've definitely seen more growth in this. But as far as like publishing fiction that featured queer characters as protagonists was a very, very small like amount. We're talking like less than five to seven years ago, right? And being able to find those books amongst all the other books that are out there was really, really challenging. And so for me, it was like, I was like, okay, like, why can't there be a bookstore that exists? And so that led me down a path of trying to do some more research, come to find out there was one, there was New Words, which was in Cambridge. And that was the feminist bookstore that was in Inman Square, um, starting in the early 1970s, and unfortunately shuttered in 2003 or 2002-2003. But either way, there was something that did exist in the greater Boston area that spoke to those types of groups, like that ultimately brought that community together. And so for me, I was like, okay, it's been 20 years. Why hasn't there been anything else out there or that has existed? And so for me, with my marketing background, I was like, all right, I'm going to test this out. I'm going to see if this works. So I started with actually used books. Um, I asked friends and family who kind of knew what I was looking to do and had books that kind of reflected the mission of all she wrote books and just started selling those like at pop-ups and stuff like that. And that's kind of how it came to fruition. So that was kind of the journey from, you know, where I was almost 10. Well, now it's almost like 14 years ago to today. And um, it's been a beautiful journey. Like I, I'm so thankful and so lucky that, 
I've been able to have this journey. Um, but you know, I, I think sometimes you find things that you're just like, I know I could do something here. So why not try? And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You tried though. And that to me, I think is like something we have to recognize as entrepreneurs and people that are trying to make a difference in the world is like some things will stick and some things will, will, but won't stick. And so how do you kind of figure that out in a way that does bring community together and does impact people in a way that, I, I don't, to be honest with you, has been a another journey for me in understanding that and understanding how powerful that is and how beautiful that is at the same time. That's a nice story. You know, I'm really glad you shared it with us. It's brief. Uh, I know I'm sure there's more, but we find with entrepreneurs who have goals that they tend to be happier because they know where they're going and maybe they're on the yellow brick road. There's going to be a lot of unknown obstacles along the way, but knowing where you want to go and feeling that that's the right path is a key to happiness. Now, Stina, uh, if somebody's looking for you in the bookstore, how would they find you? <laughs> so if they were finding me at the bookstore, they probably would see me organizing the nonfiction if we're open. No, um, the, the location. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, so we're located at 75 Washington Street in Somerville. That's our new location. You can also find us on other in other ways. If you're an audiobook listener, you love your audiobooks, you can find us on Libero.fm. That is a, um, a third party that allows for us and for our customers to buy audiobooks directly with us, which is really exciting. The other option is, is we do have a beautiful e-commerce site. So our website also uh, stocks all of the books that are on our shelves and that are currently in stock. Uh, so you can always order from us from there, allsherotebooks.com. And then last but not least, we do have, uh, there is an amazing organization that we also work with called bookshop.org. Uh, bookshop.org was brought out as a way for all types of indie bookstores to be able to have a form of e-commerce. We do have a page on there as well. And we definitely benefit from sales of that as well. So if you go to bookshop.org backslash all she wrote books, you'll find us there as well. So those are all the places you can find us. Hopefully we will be announcing soon of our soft open date. Uh, fingers crossed it'll be in the next week. Um, <laughs> we're waiting on shelves. Well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to go now. We're run over, run over our time. Oh, sure. I want to tell you, we appreciate you being on Radio Entrepreneurs, we hope you come back again and all the best of luck in the future on your yellow brick road. Thank you, Jeffrey. I really appreciate it. Thank you.